fighting to combat tyranny one state at a time, starting with Wisconsin. This is the Badger State Resistance Podcast, brought to you by Liberty and Freedom. And welcome back to the Sunday Women of Badger State Podcast. Well, today it's Woman of Badger State Podcast with your host, Tori. All right, guys. So it's been a little bit of a, a, a break, I would say, for me over here between the holidays. So I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas and welcome to the show of 2022. Let's find out exactly where this is going to lead us this year. Uh, maybe we'll get some poisonous arachnid eight foot spiders along with the killer bees and the coronavirus that we got last year. So there's a couple things, and I think that there's a lot of questions coming up into this year that we really need to start asking ourselves as voters and as uh, conservatives and as patriots. And after sitting down, and I think the last couple weeks, you know, they always say don't bring politics to uh, family. Well, not not my family. We walk in storming with flags and everybody's ready for a conversation. And I think I've heard a lot of really interesting viewpoints from people lately, um, just between listening to Justin and talking with family and uh, friends on kind of where they stand with candidates and affiliations and things like that. And so it kind of breaks down to this, guys. It's this is not going to be a normal election year, right? We have a big year. We have, you know, we have uh, the secretary of state race. We have the gubernatorial race. We also have the treasury race. We got a lot of assembly members being primaried this year, which is fantastic. It is the year for the red wave. If we all stick together and continuously sit down, ask ourselves these questions when we are deciding who to vote for. We need to more than ever sit down and really vet candidates. Every single one of them. It does not matter if they are a Republican candidate, Libertarian candidate, Republican candidate, constitutional candidate. It doesn't matter if it's Barney himself. We need to be asking them the questions. We need to sit down and look at our moral values. What is it you are looking for and what makes a candidate qualified for you? For you, because these people are not here to work for just Madison. They are here to work for you. You need to be reaching out to every single one of these candidates and be having these conversations and asking them for 30 minutes of their time so they can answer your questions. If they don't do that, move on to the next candidate. Those candidates are not interested in working for you. Like all of us, we're getting ready to receive our W-2s for this past year and look at just at how much money the state of Wisconsin has taken out of our paychecks. Where do you think that money goes to? Have you noticed your roads have not been fixed? The plows, the plows seem to come around a little slower every year. That should make you question where a lot of what you're spending and you're giving 
is going to. You should want to know how these guys want to refine budgets. You should want to know what their goals and plans are. And if we don't ask these questions, we are to blame. It's not them. It's not them. They're going to give you a platform and they're going to expect you to read that platform. But if you're not going to do the work and the research, you are to blame. 100% you, the voter, are going to be to blame if you do not do your research on the candidates yourself. Speaking of that, so my typical trolling self liked to go on to the Green Bay Society of the Llama. I call it the Dalai Lama, to be honest. There are a bunch of knuckleheads that are on this. It's an absolute liberal trap, but it is a great place for conservatives to troll if you want to have an unintelligent conversation for a good half of your day. And I uh, was arguing with a couple gentlemen about what the qualifications are to run for political office. Well, guess what, guys? They're minimal. They're minimal. You don't have to have a college education. You have to live in the state, but only after you're elected. The qualifications are minimal, which is why we have so many average Joes running. It's fantastic. Because our country and our states are supposed to be ran for the people by the people. The people. Not the politicians. Not the people who, you know, have these horrible degrees that they did nothing with for so many years, like a notary degree. What does a person do with a notary degree? You're, you're, you're going to be like the Secretary of State just doing a bunch of blank stamps. That doesn't make you qualified to run for elections, but you can. That's where it is your job to vet these candidates. But having these conversations with these people, they expect so much out of these, these politicians. And they expect these people who are running to be pretty much many politicians. And I think that's where we, we have issues because... Over and over again, the one gentleman kept using the word progressiveness. Progressive. He wants a progressive state. Well, the way I look at a progressive state, or at least the way the Wisconsin is works, is you're not going to go and fix a broken dam to stop the water from coming in with duct tape and expect that to solve all your issues. You have to go underwater you have to seal the dam and you have to do it right in order for the dam to work period we cannot have a progressive state unless we fix the problems that are going on in our states and in our federal government for it to flourish we cannot have a better economy. We can't have a better anything. Not economy, not school districts, not, not property taxes, the taxes on lands of which you're paying for. I mean, on anything. We cannot have better anything without going back and fixing the problems that we've had in order to flourish and keep moving forward. You can't keep going and trying to find new solutions without fixing the old problems. It doesn't work. It's like common core math. Nobody has to do anything longhand anymore, so you don't know where they messed up. They're just filling in bubbles and thinking that it works. You're going to find the answer at some point, maybe. 
any of us uh, parents that sat with our kids during uh, last year's shutdown for the schools knows that the way our kids are learning is not correct. It's wrong. So if it's not working in our schools, it's definitely not working in our government. Because some of these kids' educations, I don't want to see them run later in life. We're, we're going to be in for a lot of trouble with this whole, believe Justin brought up the furry conversations. We're going to have cats and dogs identified as our next elected officials in litter boxes in our state capitals and in our federal government. Kind of a silly, scary thought, in my opinion. But I did find an article, and I actually kind of thought it was interesting because I was trying to look up a year in review for Biden's presidency. What has he done other than mess up everything? And it actually, I like New York Times uh, does edit, um, they do edits, and they put out their edits, uh, editor's edits, to where you can read questions that they were going to ask on air and they take them off because they just don't feel that they wanted to push those out. And I think they're absolutely hilarious to read. But I was reading through a lot of them and they keep talking about how Biden was the, the progressive president. He was the progressive president. Biden is the oldest president to ever take office. I was today's years old when I knew that. He is the oldest person to ever take office. But in this article, they compared Biden to um, Warren Harding. <laughs> so the article goes, the phrase, return to normalcy, was the campaign slogan for Warren Harding, who won the presidency in 1920. A century ago, Americans were reeling from the effects of war and a pandemic. Harding presented himself as a steady hand on the tiller, whereas of Democratic uh, opponent, the longtime forgotten James Cox, was uh, burdened with the legacy of his party's unpopu unpopular incumbent, um, Woodrow Wilson. What cracked me up was this, this exact paragraph. History, as the saying goes, does not repeat itself, but it rhymes. A pandemic, war, a deeply unpopular incumbent president, return to normalcy could well have been Joe Biden's slogan to a, fam a familiar figure party by virtue of being the oldest president ever to take office he fended off the flashier and more radical democratic challengers and at the end of 2020 seemed the perfect candidate to lead the country back to the per, uh, per, back to the principle sorry i'm slipping up on my words trying to scan through this uh country back from the principle that has not happened 100% agree and disagree with that article I, I don't think that Biden was ever supposed to be a chain change 
they they I 100% believe that in order to take presidency after a certain age you should have to go through a psyche evaluation. Biden would have never won that. Within the first 3 months of him taking office after he did after all of the pushing and the mandates and the executive orders and decisions the 25th amendment should have been revoked on him when they realized it was not him making those decisions. It was his team. It was his vice president. It was all the people that were working for him. At that point, he was no longer fit for office. This past year has probably been one of the most hurricane years, I think, that America has ever experienced. And now I would be too terrified to interview other countries to find out what exactly they think of America. I would be willing to bet quite a bit that we have become the laughing stock, that we are now weak, and that the only way we are going to save it is by people voting differently. It's by people going and vetting the candidates and doing their research, watching the debates, having those conversations and bringing the politics, bring your politics to your family events. Have the conversations, find out why other people think differently. But one thing I can say about some, some people that I have come into contact, not all, is they only want to hear their side. And then the second they try, you try to make them understand yours, they shut you out. But we have to keep talking anyways. We have to keep pushing on and pushing on and pushing on and pushing on. Because... When I was looking up on the year in review of Biden's Biden's presidency, quite a few different articles, you know, of course, want to blame Trump for the bad hand that Biden got or claim that he's stuck. He doesn't he doesn't have any control. He doesn't have any control. No, because we've spent a majority of the last six months in the Supreme Court trying to fight back against the exact tyranny that we never wanted in the first place. But I just, I I'm read these articles and I've read quite a few of them between New York Times, CNN, and um, there was another one that I don't even remember, but it was illegitimate. And talking about how just Biden was dealt a bad hand that, you know, when Trump left office, he left him just such a mess. I, I don't see where the mess was. $20 an hour jobs were good paying jobs. Going to the grocery store to be able to buy diapers cost you $25 for good diapers. Now it's 50 Going to the grocery store to be able to pay for groceries for a family, an average family of four, used to be about $400 a month. Now you're spending at least six to 800 if you want to sit comfortably. Restaurants have limited menus. We have some states that are now trying to put passports in on people. It's what I call the vaccine passports. They're kicking five-year-old kids out of restaurants, but we're going to talk about the mess that Trump left. None of that was done under Trump. And I don't even think Trump is the saving grace, but at this point, we can't blame somebody that didn't actually put the problems there. We can't blame somebody that didn't destroy the company. 
of the country. We can't just keep blaming somebody who thought about the American people more than he thought about himself. Trump might not have been the ideal president, but he was a businessman. And what America needed at that time was somebody who knew money. We needed him to fix our problems. And in four years, our economy was one of the best. We sustained ourselves. We didn't have as much foreign trade. We didn't, weren't bringing in a ton of illegal immigrants and then, you know, leaving millions of dollars of uh, war weapons in foreign countries to now have to figure out how we're going to defend ourselves when they decide to come back for us. That wasn't Trump. That was, oh, Lord Biden, that everybody wants to keep praising and all these Democrats want to keep saying, well, just go gentle on the man. You know what? To be honest, I can't even go hard at him because, to be honest, I don't even believe it was only him that did it. I don't believe it was all Biden at all. And to be honest, it's actually very sad that they made him the fall guy. 47 years in politics and he did absolutely nothing for nobody. Not for Obama. He did nothing. He did nothing under the Obama administration. He did nothing as a senator, even before that. And then we go ahead and we say, yeah, it's a good idea. Make him the president of the United States. And he's done nothing but screw up everything and become a great legend for terrible memes and absolutely hilarious TikTok videos. That's that's what Biden's done in his presidency that I can see the good out of. I mean, it's pretty some pretty good memes and TikTok videos that have come out of him. But that's not what it takes to lead a country. We are going to end up in some really sticky situations. And unfortunately, all these candidates that people want to keep turning an eye to, they're going to be the ones that have to fix this. They're getting ready to walk into a sandstorm and I hope they got their blinders on because they're not ready for what's going to hit them. But what I find absolutely astonishing is all everybody ever wants to talk about is Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden. But what about Tony Evers? For anybody that ever voted for Tony Evers, please tell me what he has actually done for the state of Wisconsin. I'd be more matter of fact message Badger State. I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear what Tony Evers ever did for you. I'd love to hear it. I'm sure Justin and I could get a real good kick out of it, having a good laugh and probably a couple beers while we figure out exactly how to riddle your common sense. Because he's done nothing. We keep talking about presidential elections, but we don't want to talk about our own governors. Look at New York. Look at Illinois. Look at Wisconsin. And we're not quite at Illinois yet, but it's not going to take long before Illinois' ignorance bleeds. If we don't pick and make better decisions, guys, we are going to be Illinois, in New York, in Massachusetts, in Boston. Same place, whatever. But we are going to be there. We are going to have cops lining up outside of our restaurants. We're going to have to really think on, on whether or not we want to back the blue at that point. Because I know sure enough, I went to New, if I went to New York, I'm not backing the blue in that state. And uh, Boston, actually, Boston had an entire police department turn around and walk out of their jobs because they did not feel that that 
what's being asked of them was really their jobs. How many more cops are going to do that? How many more people are going to give up their jobs where they can't feed their families <laughs> before everybody says, you know what, I need to make a change and I need to vote different. Being a progressive state without fixing our problems will get us nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. And I know this is probably a harsh conversation for coming back after a couple of weeks off, but I've had a couple of weeks to really just sit back and look at Wisconsin. And after my husband and I went to Kansas, of all, of all glorious states to go and visit, we had many, many conversations along that drive and, you know, about other places that we could live outside of Wisconsin. But, you know, folks, I've lived outside of Wisconsin. I've lived in Colorado, in Virginia. I've lived in Alabama. I've lived in other places. And Wisconsin has always been home. It is not wrong for people to want to stand up for their home to make it a better place for their children because I would have never gotten involved probably 90% of this if it wasn't for looking at the education of my older child, looking at the way that I got to grow up and knowing that it probably will never be that way again for the two-year-old that lives in my house. And it's sad. It's absolutely heart-wrenching. But the only people that can fix it is us. It's us. And this whole mentality of, well, one man can't do it, that's a lie. That is a lie. Look at Kyle Rittenhouse. He was one kid who proved the entire justice system still had faith in our rights, in our right to defend ourselves. He put himself and his entire life on trial. For everyone to see and it to be televised. And now this kid's going to walk out being probably one of the richest 18-year-old kids ever. Once he's done suing the bloody media and politicians and probably the state of Wisconsin itself, Kenosha. It's going to be rich. But at the end of the day, all he did was prove is that we still have the right to defend ourselves. We have the freedom of speech to keep vocalizing it. Whether they like what we say or not, it doesn't matter. Keep being loud. But this year, 2022, is a big year. It is a very, very big year for elections. And I will say it a thousand more times. I will say it every week if I have to, if it makes a single difference. But that your candidates show up to all of these events. Show up to all of them. Jonathan Wickman will be at quite a few events, let alone in January. Justin will be at quite a few events in January. Jeanette Duchesne will be in quite a few events in January. Start getting up and quit making the excuses. You don't even have to donate. Volunteer your time. Volunteer your time for legwork. I would be more than happy to sit with anybody that wants to do that and go and canvas the areas as well. We will get you a shirt if that motivates you. <laughs> Let's get you going. These guys are going to need your help and you guys are the only person that can help them. But 
more importantly, the state of Wisconsin needs you more. And if you don't like the representative in your area and they're doing nothing, run against them. Run against them. Women are always known for just how powerful we are. So let's just show them on how loud and ambitious we can really be. I'm going to leave you with that, guys. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next week.